This is the Leading Second Podcast, where we're on a mission to raise up uncommon church builders and be the kind of leaders our pastors would kill to have on the team. Welcome back to season two of the Leading Second Podcast. My name is Brandon Stewart. It's an incredible honor that you are here with us today uh, for another exciting episode. If you lead and you're not in charge, then this podcast, this space is for you. If you faithfully serve someone else's vision in any capacity, welcome to your new tribe with Leading Second. We're so honored that you found this space and that we get to have a voice into your world. Of course, the Leading Second podcast releases every Thursday morning. And if this podcast is resonating with you, I would encourage you to hit the subscribe button, uh, leave a rating, a comment, share uh, the episodes with someone in your world. It would really help us to uh, continue to help more leaders. And, And at Leading Second, we're doing everything we can to offer resources free of charge to leaders and churches everywhere. So head to leadingsecond.com if you're new to this tribe, sign our creed and um, check out all that we have to offer you and your church. Also want to encourage you to join the Leading Second Forum on Facebook if you haven't already yet. That's our place of community and discussion. And we have some exciting announcements we're going to make there uh, in the near future regarding new avenues of Connection in Leading Seconds. So, well, today I am honored and so excited to share with you an interview I recently had with my friend Tommy Dawson. Tommy is the campus pastor at Life Church in South Tulsa, uh, of course, under the leadership of Pastor Craig Grishel. Uh, Tommy serves on a significant world class team, and uh, we had a, a candid, real conversation on the subject of getting it right with your pastor. I mean, if there's any conversation that matters to us here at Leading Second, it's this one. It's leading up and getting that relationship that is so important to all of us right. Uh, Tommy has a great perspective. He's a part of a great team. He leads at a very high level at uh, Life Church, and I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation today. So without any further delay, here it is, my conversation with Tommy Dawson. Well, hey, Tommy, uh, good to talk with you for a min- few minutes today. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Brandon. It's always a, a privilege anytime I can talk to my friend from the uh, great Northwest. Man, I'm so glad we got to meet. Yeah, a couple years ago, you were with your pastor on a trip up our way, and um, I just felt like it was a it was a huge blessing in my life to get to meet a new friend that serves in the in the second chair, so to speak. And, yeah. and, um, and we love what you're doing. We love what you're doing in, in Tulsa and South Tulsa at your campus. Uh, Lindsay and I actually had a chance to come by service a couple years ago there. And, um, you guys just have such a special house and a special church. We're, we're really thankful for right. all you guys mean to the body of Christ and to leaders and, and all that. So thanks for what you're doing. And, and, um, before we talk about anything serious today, um, I do have a few rapid fire questions that, um, we love to ask guests and people. I know these, these are the truly spiritual things here, um, <laughs> but t- take us behind, um, take us backstage, you know, into the life of Tommy Dawson. And, um, what, what time do you get up in the morning? That's my first question for you. Are you oh. an early riser or a night owl? Well, well, I would say, let me, let me answer that historically. I am traditionally a night owl. 
just I've always been that way, but I have forced myself to become an early riser to maximize the day more. Come on, somebody. And, um, and so my, my alarm is set for 545 every morning. Uh, sometimes I wake up a little before that. Sometimes I may hit snooze once or twice, but I get up at 545. I'm in the gym by 630. That way I'm done with my workout by 730 and I'm ready to tackle my day by, by eight o'clock. Come on. I love it. I love it. Okay. What's your coffee order? When you're, when you're going through Starbucks, what are you ordering? I order a non-fat caramel macchiato upside down with whip. Extra hot. <laughs> I love the upside down people. Very, very good. Um, very good. Caramel just, just pulling on the bottom. I wanted to add the caramel last because the caramel <laughs> macchiato, they, they coat the bottom of the cup. I don't want that because then the last drink is so sweet. It hurts your teeth. It's like gritty. It's so sugary. That's awesome. And so if you do it upside down, they'll put the caramel at the top of the foam after the foam's there. And it slowly descends the cup and disperses <laughs> back within the mixture. That's why I do it upside down. Truly life-changing wisdom today. <laughs> there you go. There you go. If that's all you get from today's podcast, your life <laughs> will be better. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Are you an Apple guy or a PC guy? Uh, what's a PC? I have I know not what you speak of. Um, you know what's so funny? I don't know that I've had anyone this whole season say PC. Maybe it's just a maybe it's just a, a non-issue now. Yeah, I guess I would say yesteryear or yesterday ish. <laughs> maybe a PC. Even further than that, it's been um, oh my goodness, probably 12, 12 to fifteen years since I've um, owned. That's funny. PC. That's funny. Uh, what's your favorite thing to do on your days off? Everything to my day off is, uh, well, my day off is Friday. We have one day off because we have church on Saturday and, of course, Sunday. And we have office hours. We have church on Monday nights, too, then office hours Monday through Thursday. So days off, I do sleep in a little longer. I don't get up at 545. Uh, we drop our kids off at school if it is uh, during the school year. My wife and I go to the gym at 830. We've got a, we call it our Fit Friday group group of people we work out with wow. consistently on Fridays. We work out together, have fun together. Then we go to, to brunch together. And then that day is really my wife and I's, um, it's our date day because uh, her schedule is flexible where she can take Fridays off too. So that is our Good day to really as a couple. And during the summers, it's a great family day because uh, we're all off together. And then we'll, we'll actually take our kids, are old enough, we'll take our kids to the gym with us and they'll work out with our group. We'll mm. all go to brunch and then have a great day together. That's awesome. That's awesome. And my last question for you, maybe my favorite. Yeah. What is something interesting about you that very few people might know about uh, you? <laughs> well, I would say when I was uh, at, in college at Oral Roberts University, my freshman year, I had the opportunity to be Eli the Golden Eagle, the mascot at my university. <laughs> and, and I could dance in the, what's, it was a golden eagle, but I called it the chicken suit because he looked like a big chicken. He looked right. like, um, oh, there's that Looney Tunes bird. I can't remember <laughs> his name, that big old, do you, do you remember his name at all? No, um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> he's, he's huge, like a big rooster. He looked kind of like that. And so that morphed into an opportunity after my freshman year, they started a dance program, which I led. I was actually the choreographer. And oh, wow. I got a full ride scholarship to ORU for shaking my hind end. It was, <laughs> it was miraculous. I, I danced my way through school. Like literally, it was incredible. Okay, next time we're hanging out, I need evidence of this is all I'm saying. I need you evidence. It, That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, hey, we we love um, we love your house so much. Um, it's meant so much to my life, to our world, of course, to the body of Christ. And um, 
respect your pastor and, and your team so much. And so today what I thought we could do for a few minutes would be to go straight up the middle uh, with a classic leading second topic uh, today and talk about getting it right with your pastor, <laughs> getting yeah. it right with your pastor. No, no doubt, maybe one of the most important um, tasks and jobs we have as second chair leaders is, is leading that relationship well, stewarding yeah. it well. And um, you serve a great leader um, whom we all respect, and you're, you're a part of a team. So um, I figured you'd have some great insight into this. I guess before we get into that, um, how did you find yourself at Life Church and a part of the team that you're a part of today? Oh, it's a great question. I actually, uh, as, as I said earlier, I attended ORU. It's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And when I got done at ORU, I, I couldn't find any churches that wanted me, Brandon. I mean, I mean, I had a heart for ministry, felt called to ministry, wow. but I couldn't find a ministry role. No one would hire me. I, I don't know why. It just, I just wasn't hireable, I guess. But I realized <laughs> I like to eat. So I got me a J-O-B to help right, me continue right. that. And that job took me to Oklahoma City. And while I was working there, I had a coworker named Matthew Davenport that said, Tommy, would you like to go to church with me this weekend? I was like, Matthew, I'd love to. And Brandon, that church was Life Church. Mm. And back then, Life Church was only uh, two locations. It was we referred to them as the East and the West location. This is like back in 2001. Wow. And, um, and, and back then, Pastor Craig, if, if, if for those of you that aren't familiar with Life Church, um, we, we, we rely heavily on video teaching. We have 33 locations currently spread across 10 wow. states. Amazing. And so, so there's only one location, our broadcast location, that has Pastor Craig live. And when he is live, he's not even live for all the services there. At most, he's live for three services. Several weekends, he's live for one. Or in many instances, if his schedule uh, prevents him from being there, he'll pre-produce it. He won't be there at all. Right. So the teaching is a heavily used tool that we have that we found effective to reach people for Christ. But back then, Pastor Craig was driving back and forth between the two. And let me tell you this. When I walked in the doors for the first time, it was like a breath of fresh air. Mm. In church done in a way that I'd never seen before. Church right. for people that don't go to church. Church for people that don't know Christ. And every week I saw people get saved. And I just attended there for a year. And then after that year, I finally had a church that wanted me. <laughs> it was in Baltimore, Maryland. And so I moved to Baltimore, uh, met and married my wife there, had two of our three kids there, served faithfully at that church for about five years in various roles, but would always stay connected and watch church online uh, and watch Life Church grow from a distance and always talk about if I could be a part of any church, it'd be this one. And after years of hearing me say that, my wife uh, lovingly but sternly said this to me one day. She goes, you know, you've been talking about that a, a long time. How about you do something about it? Wow. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Are you sure? <laughs> because this means we're going to move cross country because Life Church is nowhere near Baltimore. She goes, yeah. So I just put together a resume, Brandon, and hit send on that email. And within six weeks to the day of sending that email, six weeks later, we were living in Fort Worth, Texas, a part of the Life Church Fort Worth location. Wow. And that was in May of 2006. So I've been on the team uh, with Life Church right at 13 years. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. And tell people too, because um, I think this is interesting. So you, you're now the campus pastor at the South Tulsa uh, yes. Church, uh, but you also work with that whole cluster I do. of churches. I do. So when I'm, uh, we're in Fort Worth for only 14 months, and then we moved to Tulsa in August of 2007 to start, start Tulsa number two. We already had one location that was doing really well. God was moving in amazing ways. 
And so I worked with finding a location. We actually launched Portable in a school in uh, January of 2008. Uh, within six months, we were running 1,000 people in the gym, so we broke ground on property that we had bought uh, that previous December, which happened right in front of the elementary school. Perfect scenario. And then June of 2009, we moved into the building and uh, went from two services to now we run nine services on a weekend and uh, just saw God do some incredible things. So in 2000, in, I believe, 11, I was asked to step into what we refer to as the area pastor role, and which means that not only do I get the privilege of, of leading Life Church South Tulsa, but I get a privilege to, to lead all the locations in Tulsa to be that source of encouragement and support. Any way I can serve the pastors of the locations and help them more effectively lead their teams and their locations, that's what I get to do. And that's we've grown so to where now we have seven locations in Tulsa. And so I get the, it's, it's a player coach model, which has, we found works really, really effectively. Now there's four of me at Life Church within our 33 locations. Two of us still lead locations. There's a guy in Oklahoma City named Chris who does the same thing I do with all the locations there. I do this in Tulsa. Then our other two guys, GT and Todd, they, uh, their locations are spread across several states, which that takes them on the road so, so much that they don't have the ability yeah. to also lead a location. Well, and I guess I just want to bring that up because I know that you wouldn't brag on yourself, um, but I, I just so respect how you, know, you lead essentially through those churches, tens of thousands of people on a on a you know weekend and so many team members, and and I just want you to know I respect that, and I, I wanted people to know who who we're talking to today because um, I think that matters. I think your your words carry so much weight to me um, when it comes to the topic that we're that we're going to talk about. You just you've been entrusted with a lot. So th thank you, I guess, for all that it takes to do that. Oh, honor, honor to be God's doing something incredibly special, and we just yeah. we we get to do this. We're absolutely so grateful that He allows us to be here. Talk to us about your pastor for a minute. Um, he seems like a very strong leader. I've had the opportunity to meet him. I am a um, regular consumer of his podcast. Um, I may have used many points and examples over the years in my own world. Growth Show Leadership <laughs> Podcast. It's free and anyone that's listening to this podcast, I encourage you to subscribe to that one as well. <laughs> it, is the, it is the gold standard, no doubt. Um, what is it like following him as your leader? So I guess just take us straight into that relationship for a minute. What's it that is, like? I mean, I mean, other than salvation, coming to know Jesus and meeting you know, marrying my wife and having my children, <laughs> um, Brandon, it has been the most enriching, fulfilling um, experience of my life to follow uh, someone like Pastor Craig. His passion for the lost, his drive to get better, because if we're better at what we do, we're going to reach more people for Jesus. That's right. It's all about change lives. It's all about reaching more people. It's not about being bigger for the sake of bigger or reaching more just so we can say we have more. No, no, no. That that is that, that is inconsequential. It's about how many people can we reach for the Lord. That's the driving force behind everything that He does. Uh, even His focus on developing leaders. If the leader gets better, everybody gets better, which right. means that we're going to be better reaching more people. That's what it's all about. So He is an extremely driven leader. And, and, and coupled with that, he operates in such humility. <laughs> That's right. He does. Incredible. I even, I'll even give a subtle example that, that most people probably would never even think to notice or acknowledge of, I, I don't even know how many books he's written now, but the only book that has his face on the cover is a is a relationship and marriage book that he wrote with his wife Amy. And that's because it's a picture of them together sure, on the cover. That's all right. from the day forward. Every other book he's written 
his, his, his face isn't on the front. Not that there's anything wrong with you putting your face on the front of your book if you wrote it, but that's just indicative of Pastor Craig that he um, his face isn't there. Even when it comes to, to our average weekend attendance on the weekend, which we're, we're not going to talk about you know specific numbers in this, but we even quit reporting our attendance numbers that's uh, right. to Outreach Magazine year, yep. like nine years ago. Yep. So when you have the top 25 churches in America, whatnot, we're a lot of times we're not even on the list. That's right. We just don't, we, we, we just don't even mess with that. Um, he operates in such humility and, and character. Right. He's, he's absolutely incredible. It, it is an energizing, motivating leader to, to work for and serve with. Absolutely. Talk to us about this. What has trust building looked like for you, uh, with your pastor? I mean, you're leading at a high level. What has it looked like to build trust with him over the years? Yeah, I think, well, one, I think to develop trust, you got, you got to, you got to bloom where you're planted, Brandon. You, you have to, you have to win in your role. Uh, you have to, you have to be successful in what it is that you're supposed to be doing. That builds trust. Um, if you're constantly not delivering on results that's expected of you, if you're not growing the area that, that you're responsible for, that's not going to build trust. That's going to diminish trust. So I think the first thing you need to do is, is be effective in what it is you are are there to do, then coupled with that, I believe that it, the key to this is consistency, consistency over time, consistent, consistent in, in what you deliver uh, uh, in production, consistency with how you do things with excellence. You just, you, I think that does an incredible job of developing trust with the leaders that you serve and the leaders that you lead. Because when they see that you consistently deliver on whatever it is that you are expected to deliver on and that, you not only meet expectations, but if you can, you consistently exceed those expectations. Then when an opportunity arises and you can do those things to where you can do them consistently, but then have margin. Now you can invest your margin in places that bring the most value. And oftentimes I found that a great way that that brings value is how can you lighten your leader's load? How can, how can I invest my margin to make the life of my leader better? Because if I can take stuff off of their plate or serve them in such a way that they can focus and do what only they can do, they can do that even better. And, and others of us around them can take on those responsibilities or those, or those things that they don't need to be doing. But you can only do that if you're doing what you're supposed to do well and you have margin that you can then invest in that. So I think that's a great way to develop trust. Very, very well said. So, um, Take us into this place for a second. Your pastor is a very strong leader. Uh, he's very humble, as you said, but no doubt he's very strong and he's very driven. So have you ever bumped your head with your strong leader? I mean, uh, take us into that space for a second, if you could. Um, what does it look like if you've ever been on a different page or bumped your head with him? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question, Brandon. And and I think when when you ask that question, here's what comes to mind: is we go, okay, have I do I find myself? I guess you could say, do you ever find yourself on a different page or disagreeing with your leader? And I would say the times over the years that I've been here, has that happened? Yes, um, but I would boil it down to really it it came to preference. Now, it wasn't really that it was a right or wrong question, but see, human nature is is we can we confuse preference with right and wrong. That if if I prefer it, it's right. If I don't prefer it, it's wrong. Well, my favorite color happens to be like any shade of black or gray. I guess if I look at my clothing choices over the past five years, it's, it's the consistency of black and gray. But 
Yeah, but someone else's favorite color may be red or yellow. Now, does that mean that they're wrong, that their favorite color is red or yellow? No, it's just their preference. But I, I, I won't choose it, but that's not a wrong choice. It's just out of preference. So the times that I can think of with Pastor Craig, that it's just been different preferences. And when I acknowledge the fact that, okay, this is my preference and it's not his, I realize that I am here to serve him as my leader. And as long as his decision, his direction isn't leading us into sin, <laughs> I'm trusting that the wisdom that God has given him. And I got to acknowledge that's just my preference. It's not right or wrong. I'm going to follow my and serve my leader and I'm going to to do it to the best of my ability. Man, so, so well said. And um I know we talk about this a lot at Leading Second, but I just think we have to keep leaning into it. Uh, you, you talk about preference and principle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important in our lives that we know what's principle and what's preference. Yes. And that we come to the place where we realize it is right, it is good, and it is okay for us to deny our preference yes. for the sake of our leaders. I and mean, we, we do it all the time. I mean, when you're trying to live a healthier life, you may prefer – a bacon double cheeseburger, but you're going to order the salad because you want to live long and be effective for Christ for 30 more years or 40 more years or well into your 80s. Well, you can't do that if you eat like crap now. You, you got to make wise choices today. So there's times that we, there's oftentimes we go against our preference and it's not wrong. Oftentimes when we go out of our preference, it's, it's the better thing to do. And I would say that most of the, I can say from experience with Pastor Craig, most of the time, because I mean, God's gifted him in so many ways. His preference is better. <laughs> Most of the time, I just need to deny mine. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. His preference is better. Okay, how do you stay aligned then? Um, what does alignment look like with you and your pastor? He does have a great vision, and he is a very wise leader, but how has it looked like for you to create alignment in your heart and in your team, specifically over distance? You don't live in the same city and, yeah. and, and lead in the same city as as mm-hmm. he does at your at your main broadcast location. So what's that looked like for you? Well, one thing I'll say that I, I believe not only Pastor Craig, but but those around him and over the years and, and the, 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 the seat that I get to sit in now, you know, I wasn't there at first, but I got to eventually be there is our leadership has done a phenomenal job of creating a strong culture. The culture is consistent and everybody speaks the same language. So even and as you spread further and further away from the epicenter of that culture, you've got to work really, really hard to maintain that culture. So the culture is not only known, but it's reinforced, it's communicated. So when you come on the team, there are, there are, you know, book discussions you go through, there are e-learnings you go through, there are, there's a two day, um, uh, leadership orientation for new staff members called inside out that every new team member, no matter what role you have, whether you're an it, mm. whether you're a graphic designer or you're a worship pastor or a youth pastor, you're going through inside out, which is an immersive two day experience in culture to make it very, very clear. This is what we do. On top of that, we have, uh, you know, quarterly all staff meetings where each even if you're not in Oklahoma City, you will satellite in and hear directly from Pastor Craig and our leaders again, reinforcing culture. And then the campus pastors at each location, they it's very, very clear. They are the culture keepers of their location. So whether you're in Albany, New York, uh, Rio Rancho, New Mexico, Fort Worth, Texas, or Oklahoma City or Tulsa, Oklahoma, 
they are the keepers of the culture and quarterly they come in and they have time with with Pastor Craig and with one another to cross pollen ideas and strengthen that culture. And then all of, all the campus pastors, you know, fall under the the uh, overall leadership of a, of a pastor named Sam Roberts, who's one of the right hand leaders to Pastor Craig as well. And, and that's time with with Sam on a quarterly basis. So we have things built in throughout the year to make sure that the culture is strong organizationally so that individually when when you realize when you see and Brandon, you know, from serving Pastor Kevin for years, when you see someone that's got a vision to do something and it's making a tremendous impact for the kingdom, you're like, man, that aligns with my heart already. And I'm going to be a part of what they're doing. And that also helps you stay aligned with the vision, even though you're separated by distance, because the vision doesn't change regardless of what state you're in. Um, the vision remains the same because of who we're serving and what the vision points to. That's Christ and his kingdom. So well said. Um, you obviously carry a lot of honor towards your pastor, mm-hmm. um, you know, in your heart. But I, I've always kind of believed in this principle that honor isn't honor unless it's expressed, you yes. know, unless it is shown practically. What are, if you could just maybe give some maybe practical tips to second chair leaders listening to this, um, how have you practically demonstrated and shown honor to your pastor over the years? Oh, that's a great question. Well, I would even say it starts with the things that maybe you don't think about that seem so commonplace. And that is, is when you talk about your pastor that's right. to other people and publicly. And something we'll do is anytime we're referring to, to, to Pastor Craig, the first time we make the reference, we honor him with that that title of Pastor Craig. Now, if I'm in a conversation with you, Brandon, the first time I reference him, I will say pastor. The subsequent times, I'm just going to, in our context, I'm just going to say Craig. Sure. <laughs> so sure. I'm not saying the word pastor 52 times in our conversation, but on the onset to set the tone, if I'm referring to him or to, to his lovely wife, Amy, it'll be Pastor Craig and Pastor Amy. Then after that, I'll just refer to him to, to to them as Craig and Amy. So there's one way to show honor That's just great. in a small way on a consistent basis. And then on on the the on the interactions, which in in some of our list or your listeners' context may be more common than maybe ours is because I mean, like the South Tulsa location, we were eleven and a half years old. And in those eleven and a half years, Pastor Craig's been here three times. Sure. Yeah. In 11 and a half years. It's just, he's not around much, but by golly, when he is, we are going to show honor. And, and one way I can do that is stay with him because as people are coming to interact and meet with him, he don't know their names. He That's don't right. know their stories. So I can run that. I can run, I can make those introductions and make it easier for him and even give him some, some insight on certain people about, man, yeah, they just, they just went through a tough time health wise. So when he talks to him, he goes, you know, Pastor Tommy's been telling me that you know, yeah. you, 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 you go, can I pray for you now? And that just makes those times so much more personal. It sets him up to win hmm. in scenarios and situations. And then, um, and if you ever have the opportunity to serve your leader directly, it goes back to what I referenced earlier is, man, what, what can I take off their plates so they can focus on what only they can do? So Brandon, like that trip that, that I met you on a few years ago, when I'm there with Pastor Craig, I'm there to honor and serve him. What can I do to make his life better? My, my, my whole focus of that trip is to make his life easier. That's right. And it's, I, I learn his rhythms. I learn, you know, I learn what he likes to eat, how much he likes to eat. You know, Pastor Craig's focused on fitness and health. He takes protein shakes and I know about when he wants his protein shake. So I have that made ahead of time. That's it's right. things that get so, so specific to him that other people aren't going to see because they're not with us, you know, 
going from hotel room to venue back to the hotel room and the, and, and the restaurants, they don't see those things, but I just become a student of my leader to, mm. to help and serve them the best way that I can. And that's another great way, way awesome. to honor them. You know what I appreciated about you most that day, um, Pastor Craig, and, and, and you, you both were at our church for a roundtable with pastors and mm-hmm. with leaders yeah. that day. And yeah. what I appreciated about you is that um, you were able to so seamlessly go between doing something as simple as getting him a protein shake and, you know, carrying a bag or, or you know, what, whatever it looked like practically. Yeah. To then he actually threw some questions to you. Yeah. You know, and you actually came prepared, ready to talk. And and it just struck me. This is a leader who in you who leads tens of thousands of people, essentially. And yet you, you weren't you weren't too big to make a protein shake, but you also didn't overlook the moment to make to be prepared in advance with yeah. something to say you know, make the room valuable. I, I just thought that was so brilliant how you went between those two, you know, modes. And I think in our in our kind of culture that doesn't honor very well right now, you know, we kind of say, well, my leader can make their own protein shake. Well, no, that that's you're you're missing the entire point of that of that conversation that that honor it is right and it is good for us to honor our leaders, but then also bring a meaningful contribution at the same time to the room. Yeah. And I just love how you did both of those so seamlessly. Um, that day. Last question I'm going to ask you today. I, I could talk to you for a while, but last question I want to ask you is if there's, if there's a young leader sitting out there right now, listening to this, um, conversation today, yeah. they, they want to get it right with their pastor. Like they, they, they're fighting the good fight on the inside, but, but they're just struggling in some way. They're just backwards in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, could be a variety of reasons. What would yeah. you just say directly into their heart, directly into their spirit right now? Um, just to help them get that relationship right. Yeah, Here, here's what I would say to those young leaders that they're exactly what you said, Brandon, and that is start with the mindset and realization that um, you are there to carry their vision, not champion your own. So good. Now, I'm, I'm going to <laughs> let's be real clear. Now, if you are the founding and leading pastor of the organization you're at, then it's your vision that everyone else around you should be carrying. Yep. If you're not that person and you're there to serve and you're on staff and you're you're not the point leader, your job is to be a courier of their vision, not to champion your own. So good. And as you carry their vision and as you steward that vision and as you get results and you lead with excellence and you do consistently exceed expectations and honor them and serve them, that is going to put you on the right page with them. Not only is that they're going to put you on the right page with them, that is going to give you influence so that when you have those times with them, there's going to be natural conversation, which you will have the opportunity to speak into the things that are a part of that vision. Like on those trips that I go with Pastor Craig, Brandon, Yep, we talk, yep. we hang out. Well, yep. but here's the thing, why am I there? Because I've been consistent and I've, I've been a courier of the vision. God put him in Pastor Amy's heart years ago when they first started Life Church in 1996. I've done those things and I've, I've, I've done everything to make his life easier. And with that comes proximity and with proximity comes influence. Yep. Uh, now, I didn't do those things to get influence. Influence is a byproduct of me just having a heart to serve my leader and to courier that, to, to be a courier of that vision. So that's what I'd say to young leaders is carry their vision well. 
don't champion your own. If you believe God is leading you to champion your own, then go do that then. Yep. Step out and, and, and be blessed and let God bless you. <laughs> yep. But while you're there, you're there to carry their vision, not champion your own. And in doing so, you can, you can, you know, propose ideas, put input. And I would encourage you this way. When you have an idea or you have a thought, propose it in the form of a question, not a definitive statement. Mm. I'll do I'll, I'll this down to as something as, as small as a vacation request. Even now, when I request vacation, I report to, directly to Pastor Sam, who's on our directional leadership team. It's, it's three guys or four guys total, including Pastor Craig. But when I submit a vacation request, here's how I do that. Uh, um, I would like to go on vacation from this state to this state to take my family to wherever if if it's okay with you and what you have scheduled. That's my request. It's a question because there may be something on his calendar that I'm not aware of that right. he really needs or wants me at. I'm just not aware of it. Right. So if I ask it in the form of a question, his response can be, oh, actually, that week we got this coming up. You would bring a lot of value. Could you shift that a week or two? Absolutely. And it's just a conversation because I asked it in the form of a question. But right. if I say a definitive statement, I'm taking vacation these days. But he's got something – Pastor Sam's got something on his calendar that needs me. Now he's got to go, well, actually, I need you for this. And now there's friction right away where before it's just a conversation. Hmm. So that's something minuscule and minor, but you carry that to larger things when you have an idea of what we could do as a church. Have we tried this idea to, to reach more people? Have we – and offer that in the form of a question, not definitive statements. And I think that goes a long way as well. It's definitely received better. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of wisdom there. And um Thank you for that. Thank you so much for for this conversation today. Thank you again for all you do for for leaders and 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 for your own city. Um, you know, and, and no doubt, no doubt, we need we need a lot more leaders just like you in a lot of churches. And I appreciate the wisdom you've brought today. I'm going to land the plane with my actual last question. You know, like multiple multiple closes to the same message. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> um, last question for you today: Why do you love the local church? Like what, what is it about God's church that just wakes you up in the morning to serve like you do? Well, I truly believe that the local church is the hope of the world. We, when you look at history and what has happened, the local church, we are God's plan A to reach yep. this world for him. Brandon, there is no plan B. We're it. We truly are the hope of the world. And that's why I love the local church because of our mission, which is to rob hell and grow heaven. Because 10,000 years from now, that's all that's going to matter. That's all that's going to matter is do you know Christ or not? And when we die one day, which we all will, the only thing we take with us is people. And the local church is the vehicle which God has chosen to use um, in our world to, to reach people. That's why I love it. Well, thanks, my friend. Appreciate that so much. Yes, sir. Thanks, Brandon. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's conversation. Uh, if this podcast has resonated with you, I would encourage you to uh, hit the subscribe button and uh, consider making us a part of your weekly routine. Uh, we have several episodes uh, to go until we take a bit of a break for the summer. Uh, but we'll be here on and off the next few months with episodes all through the summer, uh, just believing to add something into your life every week as a leader in the second chair. Also, I'd encourage you to leave us a rating or a comment and consider sharing the podcast with anyone in your world. Leading second, we love you. Such an honor to have you in our lives. If we don't know you, uh, we still pray for you every single day, believing that Jesus is meeting you right where you're at 
in your season of ministry with wisdom and perspective uh, to be an uncommon church builder. So a leading second until next time, let's run strong for the kingdom and lead in an uncommon way together. For more information, check out leadingsecond.com or join us on the Leading Second Forum on Facebook.